This is Dr. AJ in my podcast on counting medical costs. Make sure you count everything. Domino 2. Facts concealed behind numbers in healthcare spending reports. We are all familiar with the call for cuts to healthcare funding by provincial and federal governments. During 2003 to 2009, the real average growth rate per capita for health spending in Canada was 3.15% as per OECD health data. That rise was faster than the nation's economic growth. But since the 2008-2009 economic meltdown, the rise in health costs has been controlled so that from 2009 to 2013, the average annual growth rate in spending has been 0.22%, while the projected overall spending growth in health has been 1.2%. In fact, according to Kaihai, in 2015, the rate of growth in health spending per capita is expected to be less than the rates of inflation and population growth combined. So what justifies the call for cutting back on funding healthcare services? The reason for provincial government complaints is that health takes up to 40% of government budgets despite these measures and trends. Government spending on physician continues to grow the fastest annually at 22.2%, compared with two big healthcare costs, hospitals, which is 0.9%, and drugs, 0.7%. Statistics presented in this manner are dangerously incomplete. They preferentially offer information about spending without telling us what it is that we are buying. For example, the drug in question that might be driving up the cost could be a newer drug developed for the treatment of, say, rheumatoid arthritis, which affects people in their 30s. Until recently, this chronic inflammatory condition reduced lifespan and steadily caused increased pain, suffering, and infirmity, affecting all aspects of daily life. It affected the ability to manage your household, to parent your children, attend your job, and rest while asleep at night. With each passing day, the disease would lead to progressive fusion of the joints it affected until you were housebound, requiring assistance for daily living and immobile. It also affected other organ systems, as did the side effects of its treatment. However, early diagnosis, rapid onset of treatment with newer, expensive biologics that target the body's immune response have altered this trajectory. This condition, albeit much more severe, is less common than osteoarthritis. The majority of people affected are spared the natural course of this condition as a result of these new treatments and remain integral parts of their families, of their employment, and of their lives. On the asset side of the healthcare balance sheet, there should be recorded the following. Gains from the reduction of suffering of both the patient and their family. 
gains from the reduction of time lost from employment, gains from contribution to society and personhood, gains from reduced visits to the healthcare system for varied disability and pain management. And on the revenue side of the healthcare income statement, there must be inclusion of the income and tax contributions that community-based health service businesses offer as a result of the rent they pay, their telephone, internet, and service bills, the employees they pay, the taxes they contribute to the provincial and federal coffers. For example, community-based doctors run their offices like small businesses. In this province, MDs employ about 2,600 Nova Scotians to work in their offices, contribute about $60 million in taxes, and contribute $385 million per year towards the provincial GDP. Their personal and professional spending patterns enrich local economies through support of allied businesses and other community-based health and non-health related businesses. The expense side of the income statement would include the cost of early detection, the sharing of care between the family doctor and specialist, the cost of the new drug, specialized nursing care that supports the treatment process, resources to complete blood tests and imaging that is necessary, co-management by pharmacists and physical therapists, customized exercise and strengthening programs, and supports to manage function at home and at work. Many of these interventions can occur within community-based sites and at home, with resources in place that can also be used to manage other conditions. They are not unique to the management of rheumatoid arthritis alone. Can we consider these expenses instead as investments and measure revenue instead as return on investment? Focusing primarily on numbers that are crunched down into columns and bottom lines guarantees that you will miss the bigger picture every time. The use of money as the main measure of our productivity and of profitability, steals from us its true value in our society. It is a means of exchange where we affix a certain value to a thing or service and then measure its impact on our overall well-being as a province, as a population of individuals, as families, and as individuals.